Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is uh, America. I want to thank each and every one of you daily for coming along with us as we build this bridge to conversation throughout our great nation. And it will remain that way as long as people like you, wherever you are, continue to stand up for the republic, stand up for America. Blessed by God, the creator from sea to shining sea. My favorite um, verse uh, passage in scripture, one of my favorite passages in scripture comes from the 27th number of the Psalms. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies, my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell, and the host should encamp against me. And that one thing, let me tell you, I will be confident. The let me tell you part was all mine. But the rest of it, it certainly is a verse that I uh, speak over my life and uh, my family's life on a daily basis. And surely, when we look at the perilous times that we live in uh, in this country, I uh, certainly want you to know one thing, that uh, if America, as Ronald Reagan did say, uh, forgets that it is a nation, one nation under God, it will be a nation that has gone under. In one aspect of that, uh, our nation going under is, as I was discussing with my guest in the last hour, Mason Weaver, uh, I was discussing the culture of death that uh, does exist in this country as we speak. Yes, yes, it's a culture, a culture of death in this nation and in the midst of us seeing all of the uh, crimes against each other, black on black, white on white, whatever you want to you want to call it, crimes in this country, we have a tendency to ask ourselves why. Why is this happening, and why is it so easy? for a black man to kill another black man. Why is that so easy? Well, I believe, and I'm going to tell you this, and you can download uh, onto your smart television, Amazon, 
Prime, Amazon Prime, and you can watch Runaway Slave, my film, uh, on Amazon Prime on demand. Well, it's not on demand. It's free. If you have Amazon Prime, you can watch Runaway Slave, Runaway Slave documentary. And in the film, I uh, say these words. Um, When we look at the population of black folks in America, folks, at the least, you're talking about 11% of the population at the most maybe we represent maybe we represent 12 to 13 percent of the population that's all i know i know that many of you think that the black population has to be much more than that but it's not the black population in america is at worst at, at the least 11 percent at the absolute best it is uh, somewhere between 12 and 13 percent. And uh, quite frankly, there is a negative population growth rate in this country as far as black folks are concerned because of abortion and because of the rate of homicide that is found among black communities and among black people. And so many times uh, we like to uh, make excuses for that as to why uh, there's so much uh, black on black crime and so much death in the black community. And we we like to say that, well, uh, folks kill folks that, that they know of people that they look around uh, white folks kill white folks uh, Asians you know kill Asians yada 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 uh, I believe that is absolute even though the statistic itself is uh, prima facially on the face of it is absolutely true but the fact is you have a wanna you have a a want to behind all of that huh nobody does the killing unless they want to are you hearing me you cannot you cannot possibly uh, say to me or tell me that uh, folks are killed uh, just dry long so, as uh, my granddaddy would say. And it just didn't happen dry long so like that, Sonny. Now, something else happened that 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 caused this to happen. This just didn't happen dry long so, you know, you had to want to do this. And uh, when we look at the high rate of uh, black on black crime uh, and and those numbers are escalated in places like uh, or or, or beefed up because of places like Chicago, uh, New Orleans, Houston, Los Angeles, uh, New York City and places like that inner city uh, places when uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, you know. Places like that. When we look at uh, where uh, these numbers are high, you have to take into account that folks are doing the crime not because of poverty. No, 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 no. They're not doing it because of lack of opportunity. Uh, They're not doing it just because they're living around other black folks. And white folks aren't killing white folks uh, just because they live around other white folks. No, that just doesn't happen dry, long, so. That happens because somebody makes up in their mind that this is what they want to do. And there is an angst among a population of people, 
now that if, in fact, it is not dealt with honestly and uh, we get to the root cause of this culture of death that we're seeing in America, it cannot be healed. And the only hope that we have is in, in my estimation, in my uh, discipline, Christ Jesus, the Lord himself. Now, the culture of death. What examples do we have as far as this culture of of death is concerned. It did, in fact, begin back in uh, the in modern era, in the modern era, back in the days of Lyndon Baines Johnson, the president from Texas who came to prominence and became president of the United States after uh, a full-blown display of the culture of death was shown to us in the streets of Dallas, Texas, November 22nd, 1963. When John F. John Fitzgerald Kennedy, uh, president of the United States, was absolutely slaughtered in the streets of Dallas in front of our very eyes. And when he was killed, we saw a shift in the culture in this country. Uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson was vice president of the United States of that time. He took the oath of office on Air Force One in Dallas, Texas, before the plane left the tarmac, left the runway. He had become president of the United States. He would go on to be elected in 1964 on his own steam, president of the United States in a huge uh, election result to make him president of the United States. The Vietnam War was raging in America when Lyndon Baines Johnson became president of the United States in 1964, and it would escalate uh, in 1968 to uh, a point where Lyndon Johnson decided that he just could not accept the nomination of his party anymore. Uh, again, if uh, he would not run for president of the United States again, even though uh, the word on the street was Johnson wanted to be president, but enough people just didn't ask him to do the job. So he left it alone. The culture of death began under his great society. Yes, it happened then. It happened in the great society, a society that was uh, supposed to raise all boats that were at low tide, particularly the vote, uh, the uh, boats of black people who had witnessed uh, Johnson sign into law the 64 and 65 Civil Rights Acts, thus granting accommodations and full rights, voting rights to black Americans. And uh, along with that was some pork. Yeah, it was a lot of pork in that legislation that did usher in a, uh, a season that has not ended yet, a season of dependency on government by minorities and women, black women, and white women. There was a season introduced to America of dependency 
that has not ended yet. It has been a long season that has existed in this country of dependency, which has led us to a point where we are now and have been seeing the byproducts of a people who become dependent upon big government. And when we think about uh, the results of that type of dependency, uh, it leaves out the fact that black people were not as diverse yesteryear in 1964 and 65. Black people were not as diverse then as they are now. Uh, to elaborate, to expand up on that, black people mostly lived uh, in the same type of economic uh, stratum at that point in time. Nobody had any money. Yeah, if you were a successful black businessman, doctor, uh, lawyer, well, you were a professional. You were cut above. Even teachers uh, and preachers were uh, cut above the average black person. They had only been, if at all, off the farm for maybe uh, 25 years. Yeah, before the 1960s, uh, black folks, by and large, lived or were coming off of the farms in the South. The migrations to the North had begun uh, back in the late 40s, right after World War II. Uh, black folks began to leave the South and head North uh, to find, hopefully, uh, jobs for themselves. But they had not long been off of the farms as sharecroppers and sons of sharecroppers uh, in America uh, before 1964 and 65. And as you hear me say often, even though times may not have been uh, better, when we were less diverse, we were a better people, particularly to one another. Yeah, particularly to one another. And uh, once segregation uh, was over, once integration started, uh, the black businesses and uh, the thriving uh, communities uh, in that were the black communities that were the black communities, they began to dry up, as is common among human beings. Once a situation becomes better, people began to migrate into other facets of their lives. And during that point in time, opportunities for black people began to open up that had never been available before. And so there was a natural migration out of the so-called black community and the black uh, culture as we knew it began to evolve into the American culture. You began to see us on uh, television shows, uh, Julia, I Spy. You began to see us on programs like that one and like those. And we were seeing upwardly mobile and uh, successful black Americans take advantage of the American dream. They began to take on responsibilities that uh, were certainly always responsibilities of 
heads of household, and that was to feed your family, keep them safe, keep them warm and dry. We began to see home ownership of black folks rise in this nation as we march toward the American dream. And as we come out of uh, what is known as Black History Month, I want to be quick to say that in my estimation, and I know that this will cause a lot of rumblings because there are people who hold these types of um, uh, days and and, uh, months when it comes to Black History Month uh, in such high Uh, self-esteemed regard. But folks, let me tell you something. This is my opinion, and I'm going to elaborate on it uh, here in this hour of the show. When we talk about self-esteem, it is something very important to remember about those two words. And the first word to remember is when we're talking about self-esteem is the word self-esteem. Oh, for me, it is Black History Day every day. I don't need a government day for me to feel good about what I have learned about my people in this country. I don't need uh, to have a month to remember who I am and where I came from in this country. Why? Because I do have the memories of my grandfather, my father, and I have the stories that those two men told me about my great-grandfather and great-great-grandfather. I don't need that uh, 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 history, Black History Month, to remind me who I am because I have self-esteem given to me by my mother who told me stories about her mother and her father and her family back through the generations all the way back to slavery. I know where I came from. But one of the things that has been lost, and we're going to talk about this when I return, and one of the things that has led to this culture of death in our society, in our nation The strength of it comes from the disjointing, the disintegration of the American family. The stories that should be shared. Ask ask young people today, uh, when was your mother born? When was your father born? Ask them when was their grandparents born? Some of them don't even know their grandparents' names. Hey, me? I can rattle them off to you. Not only the grandparents, but the aunts and uncles. I know my family's history. And one of the evils that has happened to us in America, white and black, is that we have lost that sense of our history beginning from our kitchen tables going back to the farm and to the plantation. I'm CL. We'll talk when I return.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. We once complained that our history has been lost. And when we talk about um, uh, black people in this country and we talk about even white people in this country at this point and time, it appears that nobody cares about the history that uh, has been lost. Surely uh, the uh, slave ships, once we uh, left the west coast of Africa, headed here, there would be a disconnect in the telling of the historical story of um, how a people arrived. Uh, needless to say, there are those who did come from Ireland and, uh, and of course, Italy, who in some ways, in some ways, did experience the same type of lost existence and lost history in their families as well. And now as time has gone on with the disintegration of the American family, uh, we are coming to realize that more and more Americans, period, regardless of where they are from, have no clue as to where they are from or where they came from. That's why these uh, DNA platforms uh, uh, are so popular today, uh, tracing back uh, where you actually came from. They're making millions upon millions of dollars doing just that. Why? Because people are curious as to where they came from. When you have that knowledge, you also have the knowledge of uh, what you should be about. And if you find out that you weren't, your family wasn't about much, then it's incumbent upon you to uh, start making the family name something that can be respected, even though you may have come from, like I did, from very, very humble beginnings. You make it your business to make that name mean something. And Bryant is my name. And uh, there's a long story behind that. Uh, well, it's actually a short story, but it's a, a long explanation about that. Bryant is not a slave name for me. It was uh, the name of my father's father and dad being half white himself. Uh, his father was uh, the um, other. We were dad. The way dad tell it, uh, we were the other children. Yeah, Bryant's, Bryant's all, the white ones and the black ones, kin to them all in certain parts of Louisiana, kin to both of them. The color of the rainbow uh, is not wasted on my family. Every color of the rainbow is represented in the Bryant family. 
uh, we go from uh, jet black to certainly white <laughs> in, uh, in uh, my family. But there was not a culture of death back in those days, and uh, there wasn't the rampant abortion that was going on in, uh, is going on in America back in those days. And I want to talk to you about that culture of death and how we got to this point where we see the inner city killings uh, being just another day on the block in places like Chicago uh, and places uh, that crime and murder rates are high in this nation. No, there was not a culture of death going on even when I was growing up in this country and certainly not when my father was coming along, L.C. Bryant when he was coming along. What we do see, though, is this back in the day. And, and many of you might be able to relate to what I'm about to say. Girls uh, and young men have always found a way if they wanted to, and it always has to be a want to behind anything that happens in this country it has to be a want to and they've always wanted to and I think it's healthy if done in the guise of marriage uh, engagement to marry you know and and start a family the right way but there have always been the hookup you young folks uh, you may think that uh, the hookup is just something that started with you no that has always been uh, the hookup and the natural result of men and women getting together is producing a child. Many times, uh, sometimes that would happen out of wedlock, happened to the best of families. Uh, as I remember when I was growing up, happened to the best of families. But this is, what, this is one difference that happened then as to what happens now. Back in the day, if a young girl, if a girl got herself in trouble and uh, no, there was not going to be a wedding or uh, they didn't want to, as they would say, uh, uh, ruin somebody's life and uh, by burdening uh, the, the young girl and the, the young man with a shotgun wedding and them with a baby that uh, would may grow up in an unhappy household. This is what happened. Let's just say that uh, Susie got uh, pregnant and um, what would happen, mom and dad would send her off to perhaps Aunt, Aunt Lucille's house who lived in California or Detroit somewhere. Susie went to visit them to help Aunt Lucille out. Yeah. And, um, oh, my, eight, nine months later, uh, seven, eight months later, Susie would come home. And surprise, surprise, while Susie was visiting Aunt Lucille, helping Aunt Lucille or helping Aunt, Aunt Faye or whoever it might be in Detroit or, or um, California, surprise, Aunt Lucille, Aunt Faye had a baby while Susie was there. And now Susie's home and Aunt Lucille and, and Uncle Walter, whoever they are, they're they're enjoying their bouncing new baby. But Susie came home. That's what we did then when a child, a young woman, got in trouble. We didn't kill the baby. 
we had respect for human life. Didn't kill the baby. We had respect for human life. This culture of death that we are experiencing in our nation as we speak here today has brought a blight upon this nation. How can any young man respect life outside the womb when killing life inside the womb be okay? How is it possible that a young man who is uh, of the mindset that sex and pregnancy does not have any consequence, you put her in the car, drive her down to the abortion clinic, and boom, you sweep that so-called problem out of your life, thus contributing even more so to the culture of death. How is it possible that they would possibly, you could even expect young men in today's America to possibly respect life outside the womb if they don't respect the life inside the womb. If that's cheap, then it's all cheap. If you have a problem with someone outside who's born and, 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 and walking around and giving you problems. Hey, a bullet will take care of that problem. Just like a scalpel has taken care of the problem inside the womb, creating thus again, a strengthening of that culture of death. You can get runaway slave on Amazon prime. Uh, just download that. Uh, and uh, you can see, the evolution of that story. We cover all facets of American life. And everybody's in the film from Dr. Thomas Soul to Andrew Breitbart, even Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, Dick Gregory. They're in this film as well. My good buddy Glenn Beck is in uh, this film as well. Star Parker, Alveda King, uh, Herman Cain, Alan West, a whole bevy of uh, uh, well-known names along with my good friend Mason Weaver and Dr. Stephen Broven. Pastor Stephen Broton is in uh, this film. So download it on um, Amazon uh, Prime, Amazon Prime on your smart TV, and be sure to go to my website, theclbryantshow.com, theclbryantshow. If you want to contact me through FreedomWorks, just go to freedomworks.org and request uh, media uh, for me wherever you are. Culture of death. Culture of death is definitely uh, prevalent in our society, and it has occurred because of choices that we make decisions that we make as individuals. And folks, you can, as an individual, choose life or you can choose death for yourselves. And it's mighty strange to me that there has been a literal, literal self-inflicted genocide on a certain community 
when we look at the abortion rate in this country. Consider these figures. As you heard me say earlier, at very best, black folks represent 12 to 13 percent of the population in this country. At worst, 11 percent population in this country. We have been surpassed by the Latino community as the largest uh, minority group in America. Latinos now have surpassed black folks in this country as the largest minority community in the nation. And black folks, you better pay very close attention because if you don't, even your vote will become irrelevant, both to the Democrats and the Republicans. Are you hearing me? And you're doing it to yourselves. You are making decisions to kill yourselves. Check these statistics out. With that 11 to 13 percent population in America, how is it possible that black folks represent 43 percent or greater of abortions in this country? Nearly half of abortions in this country occur on black babies. How how is it possible that black folks are upside down in the most heinous activity inflicted upon humankind, and that's the killing of your own baby? How is it possible that such a disproportionate percentage of a population is representing a disproportionate percentage of abortions in this country. How can 11 to 13 percent of any people represent 43 percent of this atrocity of abortion if there was not some type of design in place to exterminate a group of people. How is that possible? And how is it uh, even considerable, considered that we could buy into the rhetoric of a Margaret Sanger who was, uh, who had as an iconic figure in her life Adolf Hitler, who uh, was a believer in the survival of the fittest coming from the Darwinian thought of Charles Darwin. How is it possible that Margaret Sanger was able to create Planned Parenthood using the black pulpit back in the day? back in the 30s and 40s. How could you be sold any preacher, whoever you are, black preacher, white preacher, how is it possible that you could be sold that bill of good that destroying your own children and then encouraging your congregants to visit these satellites of Planned Parenthood set up by Margaret Sanger in your community. How is it possible 
that you could be duped, hoodwinked, and bamboozled into doing such a thing. <clears throat> How is that possible? Well, it was, it is, and it has grown into a, a, a mega business. A business, yes, that is protected by big government. Planned Parenthood, you might as well face it. Planned Parenthood is a sacred cow in this country. Both Democrats and Republicans protect the funding for murder in this nation. And yes, you have all types of voices out there like uh, my good buddy Walter Hoy. And we got to, Michelle, we got to get Walter Hoy on this show. Yeah, and, and, and Reverend Dean Nelson. We got to get them on this show to talk about this because this topic, oh, my friends, this topic is one that will, if there does uh, come a civil war a civil war in this country it's going to be fought around the ideas of two or three issues one of them will be abortion the other will be gay marriage and perhaps the third immigration those are explosive and divisive subjects in this country and all of them can be controlled, manipulated in this climate that we live in here in America through the culture of death that is being sold, promoted, elevated on our college campuses, in our high schools, and even in junior high schools. I've talked to parents who are complaining about their children in elementary school as young as kindergarten and first grade who are being indoctrinated in a sexually oriented way. And they are not being told or taught that monogamy and marriage is the way to go. They are being taught alternative lifestyles. And when I return, I want to share with you on the home stretch of the C.L. Bryant show just why and how the ideas of alternative lifestyle has come about and why you as parents, grandparents, prospective parents in the future should pay close attention to the message and the gospel of alternative lifestyles. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant show download free the CL Bryant show app onto your iPhone or Android device. Follow me on Twitter at Rev CL Bryant. I'll return with the home stretch. You thought I was worth Change my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die. 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. Next week, Jane and I will be off to Belize. Before I get off to Belize, uh, have some festivities down there that I need to preside over. Uh, yeah, a good wedding of a good buddy of mine, really good friends, two good friends of ours, uh, Mario Chavez and Megan. Uh, Chavez will be uh, become man and wife, and uh, I'm honored to tie that knot there in Belize for them. So I'll be gone uh, just about. Uh, it's a week-long celebration. Uh, they're doing it the old-fashioned way. Uh, they are celebrating a, a week-long celebration uh, there uh, of their wedding and nuptials, and I look forward to uh, to being with them and tying that sacred knot of marriage uh, there in uh, Belize, and uh, my wife and I are certainly looking forward to a little time to get away also together. But before I go, I have to uh, head up uh, this uh, weekend to North Carolina, the um, North Carolina GOP uh, committee will be, Grand Old Party Republican Committee, will be having their um, annual gathering and uh, their dinner on uh, Friday night, I believe it is. And then on Saturday night, there's another GOP function. I'll be the keynote speaker at both of those, winging my way back on Sunday. And then uh, Jane and I will be off to um, uh, tie some knots um, in nuptials together. Glad that you could tune in with us here on the C.L. Bryant Show as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation. And hey, by the way, you folks in Alabama, uh, soon after I return from um, um, Belize, I will be coming to Alabama. My good buddies, uh, Pastor Phil Brown and um, Dallas Terrell of the Alabama Grand Ole Party, Black, Alabama Black Grand Ole Party. Uh, I'll be with them and, oh, a bunch, a whole bunch, over 200 of our very good friends. I'll be with them there in Alabama. They have a fantastic work going on, and I want to uh, be sure to bring back a really good report on all of that. And uh, then I'll be headed up to Washington, D.C., Later on in the um, uh, month, month of March, month of March, uh, is I may come in like a lion. Who knows? May be roaring uh, like a lion. We'll see. And then springtime will be right around the corner. And as we head toward this 2020 election, folks, I am saying to you, uh, all all bar, you know, there, there, no holes will be barred in getting 
Donald Trump reelected as president of the United States and no holds will be barred in trying to wrestle um, out of power Nancy Pelosi and her band of misfits there on Capitol Hill, progressive Democrat, progressive liberals, Democrat socialists. We must rid ourselves of that scourge that now controls the House of Representatives. They support the culture of death. They also support, my friends, a planned tyranny that I have been talking about uh, all day here today with my good buddy, Mason Weaver. Yeah, yeah, I've been talking about that here all day uh, long and kicked it off uh, with my good buddy, Mason Weaver. And uh, I talked to Dr. Marlene McMillan uh, at the beginning of this this past week. Uh, And, uh, of course, many, many times uh, prior to this, always enlightened by her. And we talked about a planned tyranny that has taken place and is taking place in America at this point in time. A planned tyranny. Yes. And uh, when we uh, consider this planned tyranny that is going on, there is a design in the plan to reject the light of our founding documents that are infused with the idea that all of our rights come from our creator, God. That is a part of the planned tyranny, is to eliminate our God from the conversation in this country. Which leads me to say in many occasions that it is not the... uh, It is not necessarily the citizenship and the Constitution that progressive liberals want to destroy. It is not the uh, tenets of Americanism that social Democrats or socialist Democrats want to destroy. They want to kill God in the conscience and in the minds of a people who were bred and came about because of a Judeo-Christian ethic. That's the goal, is to reject light and bring darkness. Anytime light is rejected, darkness has to appear. Uh, Darkness is simply the absence of light, right? And scripture tells us that men uh, in their natural state of mind, in their natural being, their proclivity is to prefer darkness, love the darkness more than they love the light. And because of that, Many times, the creator himself, 
who has set into motion various consequences for actions that you take will turn you over to a state of being in a reprobate mind. And that is exactly what we are seeing in this country today. Men being turned over to their proclivities, their iniquity, and their uh, a reprobate mind comes from that. The social engineering comes because we want the darkness and the social engineers want you in the darkness. And so what do they offer to you? They offer to you what has become known as alternative lifestyles. So you don't like being uh, an American? Well, you can be a socialist. That's an alternative to that. Yes. You don't want to have uh, children, even though you want to enjoy uh, the joys of um, male-female relationships, sex, if you don't uh, want to experience the consequences of that, then there's an alternative that we can offer to you, and that is the culture of death, abortion. But friends, there's always a built-in consequence to folly, God, yes, set it all in motion, and then he gave each and every one of us choices. He certainly hopes and wishes and desires that you choose him, but it's your choice to choose a path that leads to light and living and life abundant or choose a path that will lead to darkness and a life of uh, want, poverty, despair. Am I saying to you that just because you become a Christian that uh, you won't have poverty and despair? No, I am saying that every day with Jesus, regardless of whatever situation you're in, you can believe this, whether you're poverty stricken, whether you have been in despair, once you bring Christ into your life, I know what I'm talking about. Every day with him is sweeter than the day before, regardless of what your station in life happens to be. There are consequences, my friends, to your choices. And I am doing everything that I can to stand on the wall and tell you about the folly of Americans and certainly individuals making the wrong choices. Just like jumping off of the Empire State Building, there are certain laws and consequences to that type of folly. The ground will rapidly rise up to meet you every time. It is a law, a natural law of nature. And the natural law of human beings is to try and choose the God nature that is within you. However, as Paul says, I find that I'm in a war here, a war betwixt and between the two natures of man. When I would do good, you must realize that evil is always present with me and it's present with you. It's present in front of you. 
you can obviously know and tell that if having a baby is a blessing, then killing a baby must be a curse. If the life that God gives us through those precious lives that come to us through only an act and a creation of God that is wonderfully and marvelously made, if that act is wonderful and marvelous, the act of creation of human life, marvelous, then taking that life must be horrendous and absolutely atrocious. Those are the choices that we have. Those are the consequences that we are facing. And surely the redefinition of what family is, what gender is, what marriage is, certainly the leading of a people to alternative lifestyles certainly appear to have us locked into a destination of darkness if we don't find a way to turn all of this around. And as I said to you earlier, in my belief system, the only way that I can see this happening is through the only hope that we have as people on this earth. And that is Christ Jesus. Are you hearing me? Can I get a witness? Well, I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day. And I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, I'm CL, and may God bless and keep you all. Timely, credible, thoughtful discussion without the partisan outrage. This is the Loving Liberty Radio Network.